Hello and welcome to The Last Looks Podcast, a show where we catch up with talented hairstylists and makeup artists in the film and television industry. We'll pick their super creative brains and find out all the good stuff. Join me, your host, Jamie Lee, in finding out what's what in the hair and makeup departments around the world. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of showing up to set with dry, cracked hands? Well, now your well-moisturized mitts will be the talk of the town, thanks to Hands Down Sanitizer. The best in the biz, hands down. Other products are loaded with fillers. Hands Down is all natural, made with essential oils from Paris and real aloe. So you can say goodbye to the dry and say aloe to clean, soft skin. Their organic, non-toxic formula comes in a variety of soothing scents. Lavender, coconut, lemongrass, and clove. Your hands will feel great and smell great, guaranteed. Created by Emmy-nominated makeup artist Stephanie Fowler, each bottle is handcrafted just for you. And it's not just good for your skin. It's also good for the planet. Hands Down is refillable, recyclable, and sustainable. Where does one find such a treasured possession? Hands Down is available at most makeup and hair suppliers and online. Hands Down Refresher and Sanitizer. Because when it comes to your skin, you deserve the star treatment. And now, our feature presentation. Today on The Last Looks Podcast, I catch up with makeup artist Tim Brucharen. Tim and I have worked together a few times, and the first project I met Tim on was Black Panther. I've always admired his work, and I'm so happy he agreed to chat to me on the podcast. Tim has worked on a variety of projects, from touring with Janet Jackson, to working in print and editorial, to television and film. So on this episode, we chat about it all. Pictures up. Last Looks. Rolling. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Tim. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, now I would like you to finish the sentence for me, okay? Okay. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Tim, and when he grew up, he wanted to be... A dancer. A dancer, yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> and you were. I was a dancer, but, yeah. then, you know, it was like, basically, you know, dance, you can, only, you can only pretty much dance for so long until you, professionally anyways. Mm. And then, you know, your body kind of gets older and it get it, it, it just, you just start getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, nobody you know? wants that. Then nobody you can move into that. makeup and get hurt in other ways. Exactly, in a totally <laughs> different way. In, in a totally different way. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you make that transition from dancer to makeup artist? Well, basically what happened was that I had an injury to my lower back mm-hmm. and I was sitting at home, bored as hell because I can't dance, I can't do anything. And if, you know, if you're a dancer or any kind of athlete, you're basically training so many hours a day. So mm. the, the boredom kind of came in. And at that time, back in the Stone Ages, I used to get a pamphlet, a, um, a trade school pamphlet to mm. um, my house from a place called Learning Tree University. And I was like, out of sheer boredom, I, I, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, photography. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I went in and, and looked at it and looked at the the cost of it. And I was like, oh, no, I can't afford that. That's something I can't afford to do right now. So so I flipped through it and I was like, oh, makeup artistry. Huh. Price is right. Gets me out of the house. Get me to do something. So I went and did it and actually had a great time doing it. And it wasn't something that I wanted to do. And it was just out of, like I said, out of boredom, hmm. you know. And that was it. And then I went back to Thailand, did some work in Thailand and did a little bit modeling. Yes, I was a little bit, <laughs> very little bit. Uh, when, when your friends is a casting person, it, it, it helps. <laughs> That's awesome. So where were you living when you did the makeup school stuff? In LA. In LA, okay. In LA, yeah. And then went back to Thailand for a little while. And then did you yeah, come when- back to LA or? Yeah, went back to, to Thailand and did something. And basically the makeup artist on the sh- on, on the photo shoot that we were doing mm. got sick. And they're like, okay, well, we can't shoot today. Um, we don't have a makeup artist. He's like, hold up. <laughs> I can. Yeah. So I did the makeup and kind of going, this is not bad. Yeah. So I, and then I did that and kind of it intrigues me. Yeah. And um, 
right after we did that, I moved, you know, we came back to LA. I came back to LA and I go, well, why not? Why not try to pursue this? And um, me being a former dancer, former actor, what I did was I went down to central casting. I, I was familiar with central casting. Yeah as a you know um, background so i went to central and i signed up for central and the first day i signed up the next day i i was on the set of 90210 and you know usually people walk on the set looking for the celebrities i was not doing that i basically walked up and go hey where's the makeup artist where's the makeup trailer so i walked up to the makeup trailer and start hanging out my card start showing them my little portfolio quote-unquote portfolio yeah you know which is a little um remember back in the 90s that you know all the pictures were only three by fives mm-hmm. so you know the little photo album the travel one so yeah, i took yeah. the, some pictures and and walk around to it and then that's what i did and so what what came from that i mean that's a good way of doing it that's impressive it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, it, it actually was and you know i did quite a bit of shows i did i think it probably did about 10 altogether Mm. and like for me i didn't realize when when i was doing extra work i did not realize that you don't talk right well you pretend to talk yeah but you don't talk <laughs> and, and all i remember was that somebody was like was trying to talk to me i was like i don't understand what you're trying to say at all but <laughs> so anyway so that was that and then um and i did that and there was one i didn't like how backgrounds were being treated at that time at that particular point um mm. so i stopped but before I did that, I did about, like I said, I did 10 shows. Yeah. And I gave my card out to every single show. And, and I don't care if you were a day player or whatever. I just I just handed it out. You know? every, and, every makeup artist on those 10 shows knew who Tim was. And, <laughs> and, and, pro- and probably my friends that I'm working with right now yeah, probably were one of those makeup artists that I walked up to. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and what happened after that was that I think about three months went by. Mm. I went to watch Cats. Uh, we were downtown watching Cats. And yeah. then um, I don't know why I went to see Cats. I think the tickets were free. That's why. What wound up happening is that um, I got a page and I went to answer the phone. And I got a call from one of the first makeup artists that I met and gave my information to. Yeah. I think you probably know her, Becky Cotton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Becky Cotton. And, and, and Becky called me up and said, hey, listen, Tim. I don't know if you remember me. Um, yeah, I did this show. Da, 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 da. I have a little small budget show coming up. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's small, what's large. Yeah. And I need I need an assistant. The pay was $50 a day. Yeah. Working six days a week and no overtime. Yeah. So basically, I was just working for what we know now as a kit fee. Yeah. And so I said, well, let me, I think it's doable. Let me call, let me talk to my parents and make sure that they're able to help me out at that time. So my parents said, nope, go ahead and do it. And that was the first job I did. And it was on a really ultra low budget movie with Brian Bosworth. Okay. And Brad Dourif. So I did that. And then after that, the hairdresser on the show took a liking to me. And she's like, hey, after this, if you have nothing, I have another show going. And you get paid $75 a day. I was like, yes. Well, this you is know, a, the exact kind of thing that you want to happen, isn't it? Just that yeah. knock that knock on effect of meeting another person and they're like, yeah. hey, I've got this thing. And lucky for you, the price was going up. So that's good. <laughs> the price literally went up to $75. I was like, wait a minute. Damn it. I could do this. And, yeah. you know, and that was over at Roger Corman studio. And then halfway down, halfway through the show, she quits. She got another show. Hmm. So she quit. So I became the department head. Not ready at all. Mm. You know, and my rate went up to one fifty a day. Hey, let's go. <laughs> had tripled since the first job. Tripled so. since the first, the first show. Leaps and you bounds. Know, but, but but it was it was such a great training ground for me. Yeah, you know? it was such a great training ground. It was like one of those things where it's like I think there's a lot of disservice right now that's happening to a lot of younger generation makeup artists, mm. where I don't think the the places like Roger Corman and Full Moon and are there anymore for for them to um to practice the skills and and be able to fail what were those and places that you were just naming for people who roger corman studios who's the king of b movies back in the you know 80s 90s you oh know? i and, get you right 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 yeah. so the the lower budget kind of like films. the lowest the lowest of the lowest it's like literally you you, you do you do a movie in five days right you know it, it's kind of it, it's really interesting to see that 
you know, that I think I think the training is not there. The onset training, I think that's some, something that I think that the studio and the union should try to bring it, trying to bring it in yeah. somehow. Yeah. You know? I didn't realize, but, and this might be something that I just wasn't aware of at all, but on my last project, it was a universal job and the UPM started talking to me about a trainee program. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Tell me more. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that they have something in place where never ended up happening because the um, person in charge at Universal had had, I don't know, a, a personal something happen in her life and everything kind of got put to the side as far as her work was concerned. But I believe they have a trainee program where I was able to like interview possible trainees Mm-hmm. They would come on and help. They didn't need to be in the union. They would be paid by Universal directly. So it wasn't coming out of my mandate budget. We always need that. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that that moving forward is happening more and more with studios be a- because, yeah. oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't well, know if they'd be allowed to touch people's hair. I didn't get that far into it. I, I, I just don't think, being I don't able think they're to, allowed. Right. So, but just being able to be on set and see how it all works and learn from that ground level up would be amazing. Now that you're saying, I think, I think there was something in place like that too. It, it wasn't the, my, I think on Nope, mm. there were a few, there were a few, do you call it interns? Yeah, maybe. Like I, I think like the camera department had interns. I remember okay. I, I remember a few people had, you know, there was a big letter saying, Oh, welcome for the for the um you know, please make this the this group of kids feel feel wanted and feel seen. They I'm sure they're gonna come up to you asking a lot of questions. Yeah. But we never as far as in the makeup department, we never actually had somebody assigned to us. Nobody mm-hmm. ever spoke to us about it. And I thought, yeah, I remember that it was being kind of a cool thing that was that nope was there universal as well? No, nope yeah, nope was yeah. a universal yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's cool. Hopefully, it, yeah, as you say, it's um, hopefully it happens more. Yeah, I think I think it should be, and I think you know one of the things that I kind of spoke to a few you know actors that I know was was who's in the diversity and the training process of it. You know mm. how, how to bring more diverse into the union uh, into the union, and then there's so much talk about you know hey. Yeah, there's no opportunity, and and you're right. You know, the opportunities to get into the union is hard, yeah. but at the same time, you know, we all got in. We all worked our butts off. You know, and you know, you coming from from New Zealand, New Zealand. Thank you. From the, <laughs> you know, down there, one of the islands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me not knowing anybody in the business trying to get in, it's mm. it's not easy, but it's it's possible. Yeah, but I think the training is not there right now, and I, and 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 one of the thing I I spoke to the quote unquote power to power, the power to be or whatever you call it, um, is like you know what if every studio let's say if they come out has a hundred projects that they're shooting mm. that year, yeah. right? Take two of the lowest budget projects that you have, mm. and turn that into. A training project and what they can do on that is still hire the qualified makeup artist hairdresser all of the department heads mm-hmm. of the stuff the department head the key you know yeah and then open it up to internships or not a paid internships like it, you don't have to pay the full rate you could pay them you know half the rate mm. you know half the rate so that way therefore you get two people into the budget and still fit into the budget and for each department yeah. and have that being the lear- the learning the learning ground yeah and speak also speak to contract services mm-hmm. and make sure that those hours that they're working on those projects be counted as days to join the union yeah you know i think that would be the one of the greatest way to to open the door yeah i mean something absolutely i yeah. i always think that coming from learning in a different country and then coming here and seeing how it works with the union was quite eye-opening because it Mm -hmm. just it's almost like there's a piece in the middle that's missing for people because you know like you started on the $50 a day $75 a day that's all that's all great learning ground but a lot of the times when they're on these independent really super low budget projects you may be the only hair stylist or the only makeup artist on there 
Yeah. And you're figuring it out by yourself as you go along. As you're going which along, Which yeah. can be great for some and maybe not so great for others because you can pick up, you know, maybe not so great habits, habits <laughs> and and <laughs> ways of doing things because you're just you're trying to figure it out as you go along. But if yeah. you're at that level and able to work under somebody who has been doing it professionally for however long and can guide you and help you, I think that, you know, it's amazing because most of those people are not doing those $50 a day jobs. No. They're already in the union and established and doing things with a budget that you need to be in the union to do. So it's almost like there's this massive wall up at the moment between the two. Yeah. And you can't, how do you get the experience underneath somebody if you can't work with them? Like you literally can't work with them. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I, yeah. think, I think I think it's, it's also, also one of those situations where you're kind of like going, huh, what can you do? Mm. What can you do to help out? So, you know, like for me, it's like I always tell I always tell people, if you have questions, please feel free to uh, drop into my DMs <laughs> and ask the questions. But at yeah. the same time, I expect in order for you to ask the question if i even tell that to the newer kids in the in the union if you, mm. I, i'm 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 an open book i'll be more than happy to answer any questions you have yeah. but at the same time i want to make sure that you did your job trying to find those answers before you ask it mm. because if you're going to come to me straight up for an answer then you're not going to you're not going to retain what is what you have to search out for right you know, it's like I was working on, on the last show I worked out on. It was like I, I was telling the um, a third in the hair department and we were talking about meal penalty situation. And mm. she's still thinking the meal penalty situation was like in the old days. Right. And it's not what it is now. And it's like, no, you have to look at that and you have to do this. You have to make sure you understand that. Da, 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 da. She's like, well, I'll just call you for information from now. I was like, no, you're not. You're going to do your own research to figure out. You know, yeah. it's like, no, don't be lazy. Do your homework. You know, the stuff is there. If you search for it, and it's, it's right there. Yeah. It might not be easy to find, but mm. it, it is there. It's just, a, I don't know, being a grown-up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Take responsibility. Making, I'm like, you're making money as a grown-up. Guess what? Act like a grown-up. Yeah. Do your How research. And then when you need help, when you can't find the answers, then... Then, then, then I'm more than happy to help out. More than happy to point you in the right direction. That's awesome. So when you end up being head of department, mm-hmm. you're 150 bucks a day, you're swimming in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happens next? I mean, from that point on, it's kind of, um, I did that and I started doing photo shoots and mm-hmm. and I didn't know the world of, I did a couple of like low budget stuff. I did Roger Corman, I did a couple, you know, like full moon. I did, I did penthouse, yeah. you know, um, I, I, even ventured into a porn set, you know, but at the same time, it, to me, I took, I didn't take those as, oh my gosh, that's a porn set. Oh my gosh, that's a penis. Oh, that's a breast. I just did it as a way for me to practice Yeah. what I'm doing. And I think that's why one of the, one of the reason that I'm fast with, with beauty makeup was that I did those jobs. Right. You know, and I also worked on, on, on at the counters and, and, and whatever else. And um, so that way, I'm not always working on the most beautiful people in the world. I'm also working on regular everyday people coming off the street, you know, that have all different things. So I think that's, that's kind of where, where, where you hone your skills. So at that point, after doing all that, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I want to do commercials and, and, and photo shoot and print work. Mm-hmm. So ignorance is really bliss at times, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I remember I heard this thing called Cloutier. I have no idea what an agency was. I knew I, the dance agent. Mm. I knew acting agent. I heard Cloutier. Mm. Everybody's talking about Cloutier. So I put out the yellow pages and I flipped through it, found Cloutier agency. I'm like, okay, I guess I, that's who that is. So I called Cloutier and I said, hi, my name is Tim and I'm an upcoming makeup artist and I want to do I want to do print work. I want to do commercials and things like that. Hmm. And I talked to this woman who picked up the phone and she's like, okay, do you have a portfolio? I was like, a, a what? A port what? Do you have a portfolio? And I said, 
um, I have a book with my pictures in it. I was like, well, she's like, that's called portfolio. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, then I do. Hmm. And she asked me about, you know, what would it consist of? And I told her a little bit of it. And she's like, it feels like that you need to test. I was like, okay, I'll test. What's that? <laughs> she was like, well, test is basically when a photographer, hair, makeup, wardrobe, models, get together, get together and create um, images for their portfolios. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. How do I find a photographer? And she was like, oh, my gosh, you are so green. I said, you are correct. I am. <laughs> you know, and thank you very much for speaking to me about it. And she's like, OK, do you have a fax machine? And I said, yes, even though I didn't. But I said, yes. <laughs> so I flipped. I opened up my trusty yellow pages. Mm. I knew there was a Kinko on Ventura and Laurel Canyon. Mm-hmm. I flipped through. I found a number. I was like, yes, here's, here's my fax number. I gave her the number to go to Kinko's, right? Yeah. And I was talking to her. She was like, okay, here's some photographers. I will fax that over to you. I said, well, thank you very much. And, you know, she was like, well, just, she's like, good luck with everything. I said, thank you for your time. And came to find out later, it was actually Madeline. She was the head booker at the time at Cloutier. Now she owns Cloutier Remix. You know, so it was one of those, it's like, you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Type of situation. And then what I wound up doing is I wound up calling all of the photographers that was on that paper. Yeah. I think there was about 15 photographers. Mm-hmm. Only five called me back. And That's pretty good, though, out of 15. That was a good ratio. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a third of it <laughs> called me back. And yeah. then I did shoot with all of them, one of them being Mike Ruiz. And actually, I'm still friends and still work with one of the photographers, T.C. Reiner. That's awesome. It, yeah. So, you know, it just don't ask, don't get. So you put some, you obviously got a whole bunch more work together and added that to your portfolio? Yeah, I did. And TC got me, you know, doing a photo shoot for, he was doing, you know, we were all doing like the low budget magazine. And that's when I went, oh, they don't pay they just for print. Oh, <laughs> you know, but hey, but at the time, the, the tear sheets is valuable. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter on what magazine it was, but, you know, I did Vivica A. Fox for Movie Line magazine. Mm-hmm. I got that tear sheet. I also got Rachel Lee Cook. I did Shirley Storon when she first came out from doing uh, Two Days in a Valley. Yeah. You know, we did that for, that one I think is a movie line magazine. And did Kate Hudson in New York. We did a photo shoot with Kate Hudson in New York with DC. So build up the portfolio. And in, in saying, you don't ask, you don't get. I remember I was so excited. Got my first tear sheet, went down to Barnes and Nobles. I think it was the, at the Century City Mall back in the days. And I remember I, I saw the magazine, the movie line. I saw my page. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's kind of like one of those things. I made it type of situation. Yeah, yeah. I grabbed, I think I grabbed like 10 copies and <laughs> I stood in line to check out. And in front of me, there was Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. You know, so I was like, oh gosh, okay, well, time to shoot my shot. So I said, screw it. I walked up to her and said, hi, my name is Tim Buchanan. I'm a makeup artist. Yeah, da, 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 da. Mm. I know that you have a lot of makeup artists that you can, you work with all the time. But, you know, hey, do you mind if I give you a card if you ever need a makeup artist to fill in or anything like that? Mm. Please don't hesitate to call me. And just to, so, that, so that you know that I'm not crazy, here is the, <laughs> I bought, just bought this 10 magazine. So here's, you know, the, here's my name on the thing. So she was like, oh, great. Okay, cool. Thank you. And then next thing you know, she had a couple of things that happened where her makeup artist wasn't available. So they called me and, and, and asked me to do her makeup. And that's cool. Yeah. Close mouth don't get fed. That's, that's such a true statement. <laughs> such a true statement. Yeah. So you started with TV film stuff, lower budget. Then you mm-hmm. went into print and you were saying that, I guess, ignorance is bliss. And is that just you not realizing what it took to kind of get into high-end print stuff? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know anything. You yeah. know, I didn't, I didn't know anything. But I think that's coming from being a dancer where yeah. you kind of have, um, kind of have big cojones and you all you can do it. is ask. Yeah. You know, all you can do is ask. It's like, you know, and, and I have never ever been like a, a, a wallflower. Yeah. Asked you, you know. Um, <laughs> so I mean, so that was that, and then, but at the same time, I st- I was still doing testing, and I was doing stuff for free just in case something would come out. Yeah, you know, it's not to a point where like, oh my gosh, okay, I I, I think I made it in the business now, so I don't have to do free stuff anymore. And I, you know, I I still do it for fun for for the yeah. for the fun of it. And I remember a friend of mine who's a dancer, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm trying to get my portfolio together to go to Japan, mm-hmm. trying to model in Japan. And I was like, okay, I don't think it would happen, but okay. Um, so I really didn't want to do it. 
but I was like, what else am I going to do? So I wound up doing it. And then I thought it was just going to do his makeup. And then all of a sudden, like all these other girls walked in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're, they're all friends of mine. They were all dancers. You yeah. Know? And what wound up happening was that I did makeup for a bunch of different dancers and, and friends. And that was it. I didn't think anything of it. And then mm. next thing you know, about a week late, two weeks later, I got a phone call from my, my dance agent. Yeah. Saying that, hey, I just got a call from Janet Jackson's management mm. that they want to talk to you. I was like, would, would it be okay for me to give them your number? I was like, uh, you better give it to them. You know, it was like, <laughs> did you know it? whether it had to do with dance or makeup? Like, did I you know, know at that point? I didn't know anything. Yeah. I'm, assu- I'm, I'm assuming it, had, it didn't have anything to do with dance because otherwise my dance agent yeah. would have been involved in it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think I even thought about it that deep. Mm. You know, at that time. So next thing you know, I got a phone call from Mr. Jaime Mendoza and said, hi, we got your information from Kelly Kono, who's a friend of mine, who's a dancer, who was one of the models at that photo shoot. Yeah. And we want to find out Janet's looking for a makeup artist to go on tour with her. Would you mind uh, send us your portfolio? So I sent my portfolio over. Because now you've got it and it's looking flowery now it and looks amazing. Good. <laughs> now it's good. You know, and I was like... Now, now, you know, it, 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 everything kind of worked itself to into that point. Yeah. You know, to get me to that point. And I went in and did it and sent it in. And we were going to do a meeting with Janet. I was going to mm-hmm. do her makeup as a test. And that was it. We already set a schedule and, and we were going to go on a Wednesday. Yeah. At that time, the weekend, Friday before that Wednesday, I got a phone call again from Jaime Mm. and said, hey, Tim, Janet's makeup artist got sick. So we're looking for somebody to come in and and fill in. I was like, okay, when do you need me? He's like, today, where (laughs) the call time would be at 2 p.m. I'm like, okay. And I made sure that I said, Dad, I need your credit card. He was like, for what? He's like, I'm going to put a lot of shitload of money on, 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 on your credit card. <laughs> so I went over to the department store. Yeah. And I think I spent like $2,000 on foundations and powders alone. Yeah. To make sure that I'm prepared, you know, to do her makeup. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I bought everything and I got there and Kevin Aquine was sick. Mm. So they need somebody to help with the work. So they moved Kathy Highland up to do Janet's makeup. Mm -hmm. And so Kathy was supposed to do the dancer's makeup. So now my test is on the dancers. So I did the makeup on the dancers. Everything and everything was great. It was a three-day photo shoot. Uh, Next thing you know, on the last day, Jaime came up to me and said, Hey, Janet wants you to do her makeup today. So I'm like, what? (laughs) So apparently Janet told Kathy that she was interested in me to go on tour with her. Mm. And would like to see what I do with her. So right. so that happened. And then um, we did the photo shoot. And then next thing you know, at the end of the day, Jaime came up to me and was like, can I have a conversation with you? I'm like, oh, shit. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny how the mind always goes to the negative. Like, yeah, I but, need but a chat. All, all, oh, no. <laughs> I know. It, but it's also one of those things. It's like, you know, you hear so much about you don't look at her in the eyes. You don't do this. You don't do that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I was like, and I'm like, oh God, did I, did I? I'm in trouble. Yeah. And, then, and he's like, well, Janet has the world tour coming up. We have the Soul Train Music Award. We have the Go Deep Music Video. We have the award show in Europe and da, 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 da. And if your schedule is free, we would love to hire you to be on tour with us. And I was like, hold on, let me check my schedule. I was like, yes, I'm totally free. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of how, how my life got started is everything is very much serendipitous. It's like everything kind of like, I do everything instinctually. Mm-hmm. I don't think about too much on what my plan is going to be. And I just, whatever feels right to me at the time, I just do it. Mm-hmm. But it felt it, like it was all kind of building to up to yeah. that moment. Like the things yeah. that happened before that prepared you for that job. Exactly. And and, and, that, and that's the thing I always tell people. Is like, don't don't take too large of a piece of cake because it's like, you're never going to finish it. And that in... In the same way as like, you know me well enough, I don't accept jobs where I know I'm not going to be able to give it 150%. Yeah. And it's like, mm, that's not for me. Let me give you, let me give you names of other people, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of times we have to understand, we have to make sure that we are so prepared or overly prepared for the job. And it's like, I've turned out so many jobs that I was like, well, it's not for me. I can't do that. That's not, that's not in my forte. Yeah. You and know? It's, it's so smart of you to know that. Like it really takes 
just yeah experience i, I suppose to know it, yeah, it, to it, say yes and when to say no because it's yeah. a lot of it is like it's, it, it is experience it's like for me i'm not i'm not known as an effects person but i get offer shows with a lot of effects stuff in it mm-hmm. at the beginning of my career mm-hmm. and during that time i would say no i can't I'm, that's that's not for me but as far as if you come to me with with a beauty show i could i'm pretty positive i could dance rings around a lot of other people that's gonna mm-hmm. be up for that job and that's not being conceited or anything like that, that but that's just knowing myself you know yeah that's awesome and so you obviously go on tour with janet jackson yeah and i'm assuming it's amazing oh it was it was it was the best and, and the thing with, with janet is like you know i walk in there with one expectation because i was like oh i'm, I'm hired to be her makeup artist mm. and then janet was like well i'm actually gonna have you do the dancers because you guys have the connection and the dancers love you i don't want to take the dancers away from you that's kind of the giving person that she is you know right that's why i think that's why i love working with her so much and so we did that we toured and the next thing is they brought another makeup artist in and something happened and about three weeks later on tour that I was talked to to do her makeup yeah but you know like the way the way I look at things is like you know what is meant for you is going to be yours Hmm. nobody can take it away from you and you know I'm not going to stress out about it and that's just that's just how it is nobody can take anything away from you the only way that you could take anything happen is you giving it away you know so what job is meant for me is going to be for me what job is meant for Jamie Lee is going to be from Jamie Lee. Yeah, it's true. It's a good way to look at it. I think it's a healthy, a healthy mindset to have. Makes yeah. you feel a little more positive about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so now that you've done all these different types of jobs, projects, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they all need different types of makeup. When you were doing stage work, so on tour, there's dancers, a lot of high energy all that type of stuff. What are some of the different techniques that you had to do to accommodate that for your makeup? Yeah, well, on stage tour, what I wound up doing is I wanted to doing doing the makeup in three stages. Mm. You know, which is I did everything, the eyeshadow, the uh, everything in cream first. Okay. And then after that, I go in with the powder and do the the whole thing again in powder. And then I go ahead and I go and do it again in the cream because in my mind that it works that way because I want the makeup to come off in layers. Right. That's the whole thing. And then it it worked. And then next thing you know, I was like, oh wait a minute, I would see Janet's face coming out and and pretty much, you know, the eyeshadow be gone and whatever else. I'm like. Well, but if I add shimmer onto her eyeshadow, then the light still catches it. So it still looks like that she has eyeshadow on. Mm. So, you know, it just, everything is just adjusting. You know, like for me, yeah. when I do when I do red carpet stuff now, I would do that with the lip, the lip colors. I would put like a little shimmery lip gloss in there. I would add a little shimmer in it. So that way, when the camera catches it, it still has a reflective quality. Even if the even, even if it has if, worn down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, okay, well. you know, they're all hungry at, well, on the red carpet, so they eat everything, including <laughs> the lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So you learn how to cheat. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I mean, it's point. such, and on a Janet Jackson stage, I'm sure, I mean, they're not oh, yeah. stopping. It's, there's, yeah. there's no stopping. She comes in, she does a quick change. You got literally 10 seconds to redo her lips and 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 blot down the sweat yeah so it's good good preparation for film work too huh <laughs> it, it, it it did it did yeah. that's why it's like you know and, and for me for my first like my first department hitting project was dream girl so it's like i think it was like all of that touring with janet tina with Cher, with pink well pink came after so with with those three ladies kind of prepared mm. me for the for the movie it's like the way i looked at it it's like my life has always been that's all we've always been a preparation. Yeah. That's why I said that my career is very serendipitous. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, looking at your resume and how much stuff you've done, because it's very impressive, Tim. <laughs> talk to me about some standout favorite projects and why they kind of, why they are your fave. I think my, my standout, obviously, Dream Girls is one of my all-time standout because it was the project that kind of launched my career within the film industry. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where I had to prove myself. And I got to meet a lot of amazing, amazing people. I was able to be be able to be creative and had a great time. And, you know, obviously working with Janet Jackson was one of the one of the highlights of my career. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at the film industry, it's like they're all a bunch of different babies, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, how do you it, choose it, it, your favorite child? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and, and um, you know, Black Panther. I mean, how, what do you say about that? 
You know, yeah. there's just a lot of things that The Harder They Fall was a great project. The Nope, the one I just did, it was hard as hell, but it was so much fun to do. Yeah. You know, and spending, gosh, six years on One Tree Hill, you know. That's um, family right there, I'm sure. Yeah, that was family. It was like I, I was yeah. there for 10, 10 months at a time wow. shooting in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So there's a lot. I think I think what I like about the film industry is the family atmosphere, the closeness that you get. You know, it, you, you basically wind up being around your work family more than your real family. <laughs> it's very true. You know, it's like, you know how it is. It's like you come home, you take a shower, you get in the bed and then you probably, he was probably already knocked out in bed. And then when you get up to go back to work, he's still in bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it's always dark. When you get home, it's dark. When you leave, it's dark. When you leave, it's dark. You can't, you know, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you, that's why, I think that's why you're always trying to crew up your, your crew mm. with the best, I would say the best, the most talented. Yeah. But I think you crew people with the best personality because what you want to do is you want to make sure you have a, a good, fun trailer. Yeah. You know, it's like getting the artist to do what I want them to do it's easier. Yeah. I could ask the, the artist at a different level mm. to pull their work up and they're going to yeah. be more receptive to it Yeah, than bringing somebody else in that is who has the quote unquote ability mm. and you got to take the attitudes that go along with it. Yeah. You know, that's very true. Not naming any names, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and the list is. And the list is. <laughs> No. That's coming out of my memoir. <laughs> so everybody that's ever worked with Tim, buy his memoir and see if the name is in there. <laughs> what list it's on. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Nope. So, I mean, you've done every, like you've keyed, you've department headed, and you've also been a personal quite often. Yeah. So what are some of the like pros and cons, do you think, of being a personal as opposed to being a head of department? Well, I think I think the pros about being in the um, as a personal is that you literally all you have to do is focus on one character, yeah. one person. That's also inclusive of the photo double, the stunt double, any doubles that that your actors or actress has. That's mm. responsibility. Yeah, you know that's completely your person. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're a person and you're just dealing with the one actor. And then after they're, after they're done, then you get to go home. It's like, no, but if there's a double there, guess what? You're still there because mm-hmm. you're in charge of their, their whole likeness. Yeah. Their likeness in, in its entirety, you know, and I think that's a lot of time people forget that, mm. you know. Yeah. And as a department head, I think you get to design the whole film. Yeah. You get to look at the whole film and you get to deal with everything in, as, as a whole film, as a whole. And being a key, you know, everything has a pros and cons because, you know, it's like when you're the department head, you know, you can't go, oh, you know, if, if something doesn't come out right, you, you can't go to the producer and say, and say that, yeah, the makeup artist number 95 down there, um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not my fault. You know, no, because it's like, you know, when you come, when you're the department head, you get all the accolades and you get all the blame. Yeah, it's all you, baby. It's all you. It doesn't, you can't push it along to anybody else. And, and you can, you know, and people forget that. And I love how, you know, how, how sometimes additionals or, or the key and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could department say, honey, you could have it. I make $3 an hour more than you do. So um, you could take all the headaches too, to go along with it, you know? Yeah. But that's the part. I like designing the whole world. I like designing the, the whole image of the, the thing. And you know, and I even love day checking. I mm. love going into day check. You know, what what I call is I, I like to go I like to I like to go work stupid. <laughs> and then that mean I mean just meaning that um just tell me what you want and I just do it. Yeah. You, know? you just turn up at somebody else's circus and you're just exactly and I'm I'm, I'm being <laughs> part, Exactly. And it's like, you know, yeah. oh you want that really ugly purple on somebody's eyes that's going to look like a bruise? I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, that's what I'm going to give you, you know, and that's that. So basically for me, is like when I work in a different position, I work my position. Mm. I work my position. I work as a department head. I'm going to oversee everything. I'm going to do everything. As a yeah. key, my job is there to support my department head. And I do what I what I would expect my key to be doing, which is to filters out all the little, you know, all the little petty stuff that is going to be mm. coming from your background artist, going to be coming from your, the PA is going to be coming from, you know, 
So yeah. th that's your job to filter it. I, I shouldn't have to deal with that unless it's something that I have to deal with, mm -hmm. you know? And as a third, if you're going to be, I'm going to be in charge of background or whatever it is, then yeah. I'm going to go filter through my key. Mm -hmm. Even though if the department head is a good friend of mine, I'm still not going to go to that. I'm going to work up the ladder because there's a, there's a ladder. There's a ladder of hierarchy quote, mm, quote, within yeah. the trailer, you know? And I guess it's not, I think it's because that I have department head. I know exactly how much I'm able to do. Yeah. You know, basically it's just knowing, I hate the term knowing your place, but you know, it's basically just doing your job what your job is called for. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, when you say you don't like um, knowing your place, but it's, I think it's just knowing your role and your position. Thank you. That's, there you go. Yeah. And I think that's, that's it. And it's like, you know, for me, it's like, Hey, if I'm like right now, I'm, I'm just day checking, which I'm happy about. And mm -hmm. if the third tell me this person is in charge of the background, they might be date, uh, a background artist, day player, just like you. Mm. I'm going to check everything with them. Yeah. You know, a lot of time it's like, I would walk in there and there'd be somebody who's kind of a lot newer than I am. And I have to check in with them. And they're like, why are you asking me questions? I'm like, no, because I'm told to do that. You know, that's, you're my go-to point person. You're my point person. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, is that they, in the grand scheme of things, may have less experience than you, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But you don't know how many, what days or weeks they've been on this project and what conversations they've had with the key or the yeah. designer or so you know they are the ones who have the information and that's why you go to them you don't just assume you know what no no yeah and, it, and, it, and every show is run differently mm. you know you come to my show is is uh, i like to get things done this way you go to debbie zola's show you get done that way you go to billy corso's show you get done that way you go you know everybody's going to run the shows differently so, yeah. you know, so you kind of have to kind of adjust yourself to whatever environment that you're, you're in. Yeah. And keeping that flexibility, I think is, um, it's a good, oh, yeah. good thing to have. Yeah. yeah. You know, my body might not be flexible anymore, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, um, I mean, being able to go from doing these different jobs as well and like day playing at the moment, as you're saying, what, what are some things that you've maybe learned recently what's something new that you've learned i think i i, I think i've learned to have patience oh yeah is that a new thing That's that you've learned recently <laughs> <laughs> no no i think i think i think what i'm learning i'm learning is like I, i'm learning that i like to be around people i'm learning that i i i that's a hard one because, you know, yeah. it's just we're in that industry where we, you know, we're creative. So we just we're constantly learning all the time, like new techniques, new this, new that, new things about ourselves. I love right now. One, one thing I saw somebody did, I don't remember who, was, you know, they have the, the, the automizer for for the topic here. Oh, yeah. The one, the, the long. Like the little puffer. The puffer with the long, the long metal tube. Yeah. And the little glass jar. In the little glass jar. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, how am I going to do the um, the blower? Because I can't blow anymore with, with my lip. Oh, and the I, tear blower? The tear blower, yeah. And I was like, how do I do that now? And then next thing I saw, somebody did that. They pulled that out. I'm like, what is that? And they put the crystal in the glass jar. They put they, they filled it up with the cotton batting, right? Yeah. And they took a little piece of stocking and put it over the spout. And they yeah. tied it in there. And basically, they used that and they squeezed the air from that and shoot it out. I was like, oh! Oh, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah. Quite frankly, I don't understand why that was not how it was done the whole time. Uh -huh. Because <laughs> always having to go up to an actor so close to their face to oh. and like blow <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always through like the tear blower. I'm, I'm always like this. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's like, I, yeah. I just had coffee, so hold your breath. <laughs> um. At least it's menthol that's going through it. But yeah. still, it's... Always is a little awkward. It, so, it is always. Yeah, fun. that's cool. Yeah, it is very cool, and it, it's like I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and I think somebody just came out with with that now as a new, oh, like an actual an actual product now. I was like, oh, oh, I think I might have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw it on on Facebook. You know, one of the makeup artists. I'm like, hey, take advantage of the situation. Do it. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm learning so far. I love learning. I love watching. I love going to look at people's kit to see what they have, what's new, what's you know. Mm. So I, There's I love so much it. out there. I know. 
you know, because Can you we keep we, up, man. Oh my god, <laughs> we, we, we're so used to you know we we're so used to using a certain type of product, and that's it. You know, yeah. And you always go buy the same the, the same thing, and then you look at the new stuff that the other artists are bringing, and I'm like, what is that? How does that yeah. work? You know, yeah. oh, I like that. So that's cool. Yeah. And having worked with so many different makeup artists in the industry and just, I guess, just even watching TV and film and just seeing what makeup's being done out there, do you think there are any specific skills makeup artists may be lacking in our line of work that you wish that they would work on more? Um, I feel like one of the skills that is, I don't know, is lacking or or we need to go back to mm. is blending right. because I think that the trend so far has been hard line hard line hard lines right. and i think it i think we need to go back into blending blend 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 and it's like it's like yes contour <laughs> i love contouring i contour i work with janet jackson the queen of contour come on uh you know <laughs> but i i have to you know i have to blend it to make it look natural and the whole thing for me is it is just watching that and one of the best tips that i got was from oh my gosh just shoot me now. It was Peter Lindbergh. He's a photographer. We were shooting Pepsi. Where were we? In in Australia. Hmm. And I was doing Janet and I was I'm so used to doing her for stage. So I yeah. went a little bit heavier. Hmm. And he came up to me one day and on at the end of the day, he didn't he didn't he didn't approach me at on the day of the shoot, which I was very, 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 very gracious for. So Peter came up to me and said, Hey Tim, do me a favor. I make up things like that, I don't care how much you put on. I want to see skin. Mm. I want to see, you could put the foundation on, but I want to see, I still want to see skin coming through because mm. Mm. then he explained to me because the way the camera reads skin is totally different than the way the camera reads makeup. You know? right. So basically, if you go from the face to the neck, if there's no makeup to continue all the way down, you can see the difference. And he right. likes shooting with natural lights. So mm. I've always taken that to heart. Mm. And I'm still, I still do it to this day, you know, where I cover what I need to cover and I, I just cover what I need to cover and I'm not, I'm not going to do all the, uh, all the other extras that goes along with it, you know, because I want the, I want people to be able to see the skin mm. and I think people need to learn how to, I, I guess, how to walk away. Right. You know? But also, like, is it how to get it to a point as well that it's you do have the coverage where you need it and to know where yeah. to not go so heavy? Yeah. And to be able to have those two work together and blend? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I literally was, like, going, okay. Mm. It, it made sense. And then the next day when I did it and I took away some of the foundations and I looked at I looked at the pictures and I looked and P Peter actually showed me the, um, the image from the camera. And he's like, you see the difference between the two? I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. So that was just a major eye opening thing for me. That's awesome. So hopefully someone um, listening today will take that away. <laughs> yeah, take it. Take it. Free advice. Take it and run. <laughs> take it and run with it. You know, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm not. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the way they do make the kids do makeup nowadays. It's like, no, it's 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 a trend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never gonna Absolutely. fault anybody for on doing what the trend is. It's like, you know, it's the trend. Yeah. That's all and it and is. It'll, it'll come and it'll go. Yeah, it'll come and, and it'll go. probably and turn up sure. again in another twenty years. <laughs> exactly, but just, just make sure you understand that when it goes, let it go. <laughs> yeah. You know, time to move on. Time to move on. Time to move on. Because the whole thing is like, if you learn to do the, the makeup in the classic way, mm. everything else is just. You're basically putting up drapes and 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 paint colors. Mm. You know, if you do, if you could do a beautiful natural looking thing, everything else is just a ketchup and mustard. You know, <laughs> I like it how you go from drapes and paint to ketchup and mustard and relish. <laughs> <laughs> and relish don't forget the relish don't guys forget the, oh, no, don't, don't forget the hot sauce too just add a little spiciness to it come on of course come on of all course. these companies are coming out with the freaking uh all, all like like cheetos and and all those guys are coming out with the uh the makeup brand made the, with the makeup thing so you know what you don't know cheetos oh, came out with their anything. own um makeup kind of like a, a makeup thing they had like a, a, a eyeshadow palettes and lip colors and nail colors and cheetos for those that don't know is it like a type of chip like it's a it's a, the orange, right? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty much dried cheese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> completely processed nastiness that people love, and and they've got their own makeup. They have a is makeup. it orange? <laughs> it, it, it is orange. It's like it's orange and 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 
Yeah, you know, it's hilarious to me. I'm looking at it. It's like uh, somebody else just came out with something that I was just like nail polish. Oh lord. Wait, who was it? Somebody came out with nail polish that smells like the flavor of the food. Oh my god. And it was god, something pretty weird. disgusting. I don't want, so your fingers would just be smelling like that all the time? Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, I recommend that makeup artists do not use that nail polish. I want to say. I want to say it's like nachos or something like that where you oh smell like cheese my. cheesy fingers <laughs> I was no like where's your fingers been honey i swear i've washed them a hundred times it's the nail polish uh-huh. <laughs> it's like let's add some more hand sanitizer yeah yeah no no i'm just oh my gosh it's just it's hilarious and i i want to say the oh my gosh i think there's been like a three four three or four things that that came out with the food okay. thing so anyway that's what the, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're prepping for a job or just in general, looking around for inspiration and research, where where are you, where are you normally looking? Well, it all depends on what I'm doing. You know, it's like yeah. if I'm doing if I'm doing a period piece, and obviously, I might go and through my archives and go through the books of the period. I would basically figure out the um, if I'm doing 1960s, I say if I'm using Dinah Shore or Diane Carroll uh, as an inspiration, then I I would pull out her images as much as I can. Mm. That would work from the internet. But also, believe it or not, I would actually go Instagram, go to the Instagram, and yeah. I would actually look at some of the newer generation's makeup to see what mm. their the current interpretation of the 1960s is. Right. How And how do you search for that on Instagram? Is that through people that you follow? Or is that hashtags that you The hashtag. I think, you know, you know, 1960s makeup. And then I just... Yeah sit there for days and just scroll through it and, and see what I like. And then what I'd like to do is that when I work on a period project, the way that my mind works is that I want to make sure that I pay respect to the era and yeah. I pay respect to the, the look of the show. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I want to update the look just a tiny bit mm-hmm. to a point that you don't know that it's been done that way. Because, um, you know, I'm going to go back to Dream Girls because my, my goal for Dream Girls was that to have the people who was born and who was around during the 1960s to go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. I remember I did, that's how I did my makeup back then. And, but yeah. then I want the newer generation, the kids that was growing up now to go, oh my gosh, I want to emulate that makeup. I want to, I want to do the makeup like that. Yeah. You know, so you got to find a sweet spot. For it to be and and that yeah. would be the, the inspiration and we i would take the old and the new and yeah. somewhere in the middle is is where where the project would be you know it's like and also you know you read the script and you go from there it's like hey if if mm. susie q lives in the uh the trailer park is she going to mm. be able to take care of herself was she going to be able to is she going to go to the um to the salon yeah. Three times a week, three, you know, three times a month to get her nails done, her hair done or whatever, you know, so, mm. so you have to look at the character is like, you know, would she have the money to do that? Would she, you know, so yeah. I would get that, the inspiration for the look, and then I would break down the character on it. And then I would obviously talk to the actors about what their vision is, you know, and then I mm. talk to the director about it. And then, you know, that's when the looks comes in and that's when the looks works you know yeah do you enjoy that part of the job i love that process i think i think that's Mm. probably one of the funnest process but one of the most trying part too you know one of the trying (laughs) part because everybody has such a different everybody has such a different ideas of what they want that character to be yeah you know and so you have to be like the middle middle man you have to be the middle man you have to go okay well we could do this but this doesn't work because of this and this and this you know and that's something that we you know we ask you too you know talking about hair colors of uh, the actors or or whatever the style Mm. is like okay her face a little too round for this look because she can look like she's gonna be a bobble you know <laughs> and and that's something that we we have to we have to keep in consideration. But that's the fun part about it is to trying to do it and come up with the looks. The whole thing it takes a team, it takes a full village to get the project going. Yeah. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of upcomers going. Well, you know, well I work on a job too. I, I should get the accolades too. I'm like you do on your position, you know. But at the same time, you're not designing everything, so it's kind of where you know everybody wants the. They want they want to to get all the accolades, but nobody wants to take the blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know that's true. a whole another subject. <laughs> yeah, that's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's a whole another thing. So, <laughs> so what do you find most rewarding in our line of work? 
I love seeing the the final product on the on the screen. Yeah, I love seeing the final product. I mean, it's like you know, it's like I just love seeing what comes out. How and for me, when I watch a project that I worked on, I have to I actually have to watch it like four times for before I yeah. enjoy it. Because yeah, the first time, <laughs> the first time I find all of my mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> and then the second time I find everybody else's mistake. <laughs> Yeah. The third time, I, I see everything. Yeah. And then the fourth time, I go, okay, I'm, I, now that I saw everything, I, I know in my head I, I'm, I'm good. So I'm yeah. just going to enjoy the movie now. So, you know, and, and that's and that's the thing. But, I mean, like, the, the, the whole thing, I think the most rewarding thing is to see the project come together. Yeah. And that, you know, I think that's the only thing. That's the, all the work. That's all the work. All is the blood, is sweat, and tear, yeah. tears is towards that. Yeah, because, well, moment. you know, as soon as, as soon as we're done with that job, we're on to the next one. Yeah. You know, we move, we, we, we can't stay on the move. And it's like, you can't really sit there and live in that for a while. Yeah. And what do you find most challenging, Tim? What's the hardest thing? Dealing with the producers. Yeah. Dealing with the producers, dealing with the finances, dealing with the, mm-hmm. not getting oh, what the you budget, need. budget, my God. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my favorite thing to tell the producers is like, you know, to go, well, you don't need that. It's like, no, I don't. You're absolutely, absolutely, absolutely right. I don't need that. But yeah. guess who needs it? You do. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not, you know, it's, I think Carla Farmer, we worked on the show and we were trying to get artists to go to Utah. And mm. I, one of the producers came up to me and go, well, why do you need all that people? How many, why do you need all this artists? I was like, we went back and forth for a while. And I was like, you know what? I said, you're absolutely right. I don't need those artists. Everybody that is in the trailer that gets done in the trailer is going to be done. You know, now I don't know who you're going to get to do all these people out here. So, um, so pretty much you're, you're absolutely right. I don't need it. You're going to need those people to get, to get the job done. And for every one hour, one person you cut, you're probably going to wind up having to do a half hour recall to accommodate for, to, for what's needed, for what is yeah. going to be done. If we don't get those people here, you're either going to pay it here or you're going to pay it on mm-hmm. set because on set, the set's going to be waiting for the work that's need to, to be done here. And I remember telling the producer, I got no sense at all. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, I basically told the producers, actually, you know what? Artists I don't need. You know what I need is I need new patio furnitures. Um, can you help me hook that up? Oh, my God, Tim, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because Carla told me this story, <laughs> and I didn't know who the makeup artist was, and now I do. That was me. And that was you, and that's amazing because you know what? I fully heard her when she said that and listened, and from that moment Anytime I am communicating with production about those types of things Mm -hmm. and it's in an email or verbal or anything, I never now say I need, Mm -mm. I always say the production needs Uh X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because it's, we don't never, yeah, it's not me. It's not what I need for you to get this, what you need happened and finished and on time this is what you were going to need exactly you were going to need this many stylists this many yeah because i think i think i think i think we all need to the wording words are so powerful words Mm. are so a lot of times you need to talk to producers in their own language which to Mm. me is finances you know it's like well we need this i'm like no we don't need it you need this yeah you know so yes i was the one who 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 you kick that off. It's, yeah, I really, it resonated with me strongly because yeah. I'm always, it's the biggest energy drainer on top of just doing crazy hours yeah. and, and, is having the constant back and forth of man days and budget and all that type of stuff. And it's just like, oh, it's exhausting. So just for me to feel better about it, that it's not me needing or wanting these things. Mm-hmm. It's just... I am there to tell them what they need to get exactly, the job done. yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, we we don't need none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, what was your lie? You said I, need, I, I need, no. What I need is patio. I need patio furniture. <laughs> Can you help me with that? Yeah. And then, you know, and, I'm, and and I and I think after I said that, I think he stepped back a little bit, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's what I need. You know, it's not, you know, obviously that we, we got what we needed to, yeah. to get the job done. <laughs> and I like how you say we got what we needed. Yeah. 
because that's what it is. It's, it's turning that I need this into we need this yeah. or production needs this. Yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's a whole... Everything is a collaborative issue. I come to you with an idea to make sure that things are run smoothly. And mm. if you're not willing to listen to that, then there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. You know? It's always going to be a collaborative issue. It's like I work with a producer where basically he was like, every time I ask for something, he's like, why? And I'm like, okay, you know, he's like, you could spend more money on the overtime and whatever else needs to be done, but I'm not going to worry about it. You know, mm. I got I got to the point where I trained him so much where he went, he was like, you know, when I go, hey, I need this people. I need them. You know, we need to hire this many people. He was like, and he caught himself trying to, you know, doing the producer grumble thing, you know. And he goes, I know Tim. I know Tim. Tim don't ask for anything that he doesn't need. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's just like I'm not asking for 10 hairstylists because I want 10 of my friends to turn mm-hmm. up that day. It's just like it's just you have this many background and you want them finished yeah. by this time and the director wants them to look like this. That's what it's going to take. I, I mean, I, yeah, the other thing that I love telling you, I didn't write the script. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all wrote it. I know. Everyone's just coming up against a brick wall, though, aren't they? The, yeah. the money guys are just like, ah, there's nobody. And but it's always, I mean, I think <laughs> everyone's the, got a problem. The, the problem is me, you know, being in the business for so long where, mm. where, where the production was used to be run by artists, people who work right. up in the rank in the film industry who understand filmmaking. Now so mm. a lot of the a lot of the kids are just coming in are being run by lawyers and number crunchers, accountant and and, and whatever else. Mm. You know, and um makes a difference. They, it, it makes a difference because the people that's making the budget, it doesn't understand how um are not on set. Don't see how the set yeah. is working. You know. Well it's almost like they haven't read the script sometimes. Hello. Did anybody read this Hello? before they worked this out? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's right here. It says it's right here. You know, yeah. <laughs> head blown off right here. <laughs> that costs money. That costs a lot of money. Yeah, you know, it's like, and it's like, okay, she now she is now you know a 30, 35 year old woman now sixty five and she's swimming in the lake and she comes out of the lake and she now sixty five and the director wants her to have crepey skin and da 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 da. It's like, well, we could I could give you all that, but I don't think you need it. You know. And mm. uh, you know it, it's it's one of the things like I'm going to try to save you the money. I'm going to try to save the direct the production money, mm. but at the same time, when you need to spend it, it needs yeah, to be it spent. needs to be spent. Yeah, I know it's a tricky one. Yeah. <laughs> and what kind of project have you not worked on that you would like to? Um, I would like to do a sci-fi. Oh yeah, I like to do a sci-fi. You know, I've worked on the sci-fi, but I mm. want to I want to head a sci-fi show you know so a tv show or a film a film a film a film yeah awesome a film where we, film. I, I feel we you you could be a little more creative i mean well you know right now it's like if you're doing you know you're doing the star trek star wars whatever you get to be the creative side on it but you know yeah but for me it's like because i'm not known for effects situation mm-hmm. then i usually don't get called for those but you know right now i'm working on it because I know effects wasn't my strong point, I actually took a month out of my my schedule and uh, mm. went back to Mud to go learn oh, cool. special effects, and you know, and, and I had a, a fabulous time with it. And luckily, the next show I got I was I did a movie in London called Three Fifty Five. Lupita was like, I think I need a scar right here. Yeah, this was done on. She called me on thurs- Thursday, and the scar works on Monday. We were in London, have no idea who they helped anybody was or where to go but with just having taken the courses taking the class i'm like okay i was able to figure it out you know you're like i got this i got this and then the next the next the next thing i did was was nope where you know i was able to work with vincent van dyke in getting the uh working with the design on 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 the characters and you know and i brought mike mccash in to apply the makeup but then i was like oh i don't have anybody at that that day so i went in and kind of played with him on that one you know so it was it was you know it was it was fun it was fun moving into yeah, that world. That's awesome. Yeah, I like it. And I mean, that's just learning a whole bunch of new stuff as well, isn't well, it? Well, it is. So it, it is. We can't, we're constantly it's learning awesome. because, I mean, technology changes all the time. Mm. You know, the product Products changes change, all the time. techniques. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think for me, it's like a lot of people are like, well, I mean, like Mike McCash, when I was working with him on, on that makeup, he's like, why do you constantly saying that you don't do special effects? You can do special effects. I was like, well, because I can, but at the same time, I mine would be double amount of times that you would do it. 
you know. Right. And you don't specialize in it as such. No, no. It's like, I mean, mm. you. it might take you two hours. It's going to take me three, three and a half hours to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like when we work on Black Panther, the first one, you know, I was walking around. I was obviously, I was the ladies makeup artist. And mm. all of a sudden, it's like, I remember walking by the thing. I was looking at the all the Dora's tattoos and things like that. And, you know, and I, Kenny was like, I remember Kenny, and, and it was such a, a huge compliment. Kenny Diaz, you know, she's like, hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to play, just, you could have Kentaro putting um, the tattoos on. And, you know, after looking at it, watching what, what Kentaro was doing, and I, and I, I match it on the other side. And Kenny was like, oh, you really, you, you do know how to do tattoos. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can. You know, it's just, it's just a matter of, that's not what I'm known for. That's not what I'm, yeah. and it's like. But you're I'm, an artist and you pick it up. Yeah, I'm a makeup artist. I'm trained. So I'm able to do yeah. it. And I think, yeah. and I think that's the thing. I think it's like a lot of us are makeup artists or hairdressers to come into the union. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and don't know the whole facet of it. Learning from yeah. facial hair to scars to out of kids special effects, all the stuff. Uh, and you walk in with just a beauty thing and then you're going, well, what, how come you're not hiring me to do the other jobs? Because you don't have the skill set to do it. Right. So I'm not going to hire you. It's like, and, or just like a hairdresser coming in who could do beach waves, mm. you know? Because that's what is the trend nowadays. And then if you need somebody to do fractured wrap and set a wig and in for a period piece and they can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's the thing. It's like I think a lot of us have to go back. I always say a lot of us, because I'm included in that, because mm-hmm. we need to work on our skill set. We need to work on our education. We need to work on our hands. Yeah. You know. That's very cool. Yeah. Um I would like you to visualize yourself in your trailer right now, Tim. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not tricky. It's okay. Um, visualize you in your trailer. Um, you've got, you're all set up, ready to go, do your makeup for the day. And if I walked in and I took one tool or product away from you, what would freak you out? What would you not want to be without? Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> no, no, because, because I'm one of those... I'm, uh, the one product I would not want to be without mm. is my color correctors. Yeah. My color correctors, because I think it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. When you do mm. makeup, it's never going to guarantee that it's going to look right. So if I don't have the correctors for it to adjust the colors, and I think that's going to be a hard one to to bring it back to what we what I need. Yeah. I think that would be it. Just like the, the color correctors, answer. because... I think I was like because I'm trying to think like everything else I I could MacGyver it you know if you take yeah, my eyelash curler I'm like there's a you know I could take a spoon and heat it up and just comb it up yeah so I think probably the color corrector would be one the harder one but at the same time if mm-hmm. I have eyeshadows of those colors I could scrape it off and and mix it in and adjust it to what I needed to anyway so yeah you know I like it yeah that's awesome and what one person would you like to hear on the podcast? Oh gosh, you've been you've had a lot of great people. It's true. It's true. I know. I was like, damn. I would lo- you know what? I would love for you to get V Neil mm-hmm. and and um Yolanda to sing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two for hello. And because <laughs> those two those two legends have done so many shows together. Yeah. I would just love to hear about their um the collaboration that they had together. You know. Just working together. Just working yeah. together yeah, yeah. from you know, from from designing you know, Edward Scissorhand to Pirates of the Caribbean to, you know, so many iconic projects together. Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. How they work together, how, you know, who takes the lead on what, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think that would be... I love it. That would be a fun one. It would be. Get to it. Um, Get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I will try. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that there's other people involved and they have to be into it too. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but Tim, it's been so awesome talking to you today. I appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Of course. For links to see more about our guests, go to our Instagram at The Last Looks Podcast or our website, thelastlookspodcast.com. If you want to keep up with new episodes being released, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, or any podcast streaming platform. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, share it. The Last Looks Podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro. The song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people.